Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. Breastfeeding is one of the most natural and instinctual experiences shared by a baby and mother, but that doesn't mean it's easy, and many women could use help not just from their healthcare providers and family, but also from the food and beverage industry to ensure both their and their children's nutritional needs are met. For many women, breastfeeding can be physically depleting as their nutrition is literally drained from their bodies, but competing demands for their time and attention can make it difficult for them to refresh their stores by following a healthy and balanced diet. At the same time, breastfeeding can be emotionally exhausting as women grapple with concerns about whether they're providing the quality and quantity of milk that their children need to survive, while also meeting their other professional and social obligations. With guest Natasha Bonham, the founder of Expecting Health, a national initiative focused on maternal and child health, along with Wendy Colson, who's a lactation consultant, neonatal nurse, and the founder of Booby Bar, this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast looks at how food and beverage manufacturers can help mothers address some of these challenges related to breastfeeding and nutrition. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that mothers exclusively breastfeed children for the first six months of their life, and possible continue this an additional six months while supplemental foods are introduced. According to data from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention released in 2014, about 81% of American women initiate breastfeeding, but Colson reports that for several reasons, many women will not continue the practice for the full recommendation of six months. Basically, um, about a third of them will, uh, we lose them early on, and sometimes it's latching. A lot of times it's because we are, of our um, employment laws, they go back to work, and they, it's very hard to balance the two. And then it's milk supply. So milk supply is right there in the top three of why women um, don't reach their breastfeeding goal. With regards to these first two challenges, Bonham explained that the government and nonprofits in the space have aggressively worked to provide solutions that might lower barriers and increase breastfeeding success. It's been a really big push to have women in the U.S. be able to have access to lactation consultants, uh, particularly in those first few weeks to be able to see what are things that can be done, either techniques or strategies, to help moms uh, really um, be able to maintain breastfeeding up to that six-month mark. Uh, There's also uh, a lot more messaging around how breastfeeding is completely normal and natural, a real big push to try to change some of the stigma that we see um, in culture around trying to hide away breastfeeding. So there has been there have been a number of different efforts and health communications campaigns to really get that message out. There's also been a push in a work environments to be able to provide a space that is comfortable and um, works well for women who are pumping. So having a place that's comfortable, that's private, that um, you can plug in a pump and be able to do that as well as then having a place to store the milk so that it stays fresh and then can be given to the baby at a later time. 
So both on the kind of public health front as well as within different work environments, there is really a push um, to be able to make this this actually achievable. Um, there's no point in having policies or ideas out there without kind of those steps in place to actually make it achievable and feasible for, for women. As for addressing struggles with milk production, Bonham notes that this is a challenge that needs additional research and to be tackled from multiple fronts, including with clear messaging from healthcare providers in the government and the food and beverage industry around the importance of a healthy diet for mothers. There is kind of this perception that if breastfeeding doesn't, you know, if it doesn't happen right off the bat and is easy within the first few days or weeks, then uh, you're doomed. And that really isn't the case. Uh, It can take some time for babies to learn and figure out how to latch on appropriately. It can take some time for uh, milk and the supply to really come in. And it's also changing. Um, you know, there are people who are fine for a couple of weeks, and then a couple of weeks in, something seems to shift. Either the supply goes down, or um, the baby, you know, sometimes they say baby seems really sleepy, and if they're too sleepy, then they're not going to latch on. So that is, in fact, an ongoing process. So it's really important for people to realize that, um, there are steps that can be taken to make breastfeeding um, better or can move in a better direction. Um, There was one study that I found that indicated up to 15% of women noted that they had low supply, but I think this is an area that still needs more research and to really be asking uh, women at different time intervals and to see how that changes, so to see what are the responses to you know, how's breastfeeding going at a few days out, a week out, a month out, uh, three months out, um, so that we can really get a sense of what this looks like. Um, there definitely needs to be more of that, um, that information reported back and, and collected um, and shared from a research perspective for us to get a better sense of what that looks like. Um, but like I said, we know that those initial weeks can be really challenging, which is why it's really important for women to have access to clear messages and strategies around breastfeeding, um, whether through a lactation consultant or really um, appropriate um, information, whether online or through their health professional. So one of the key things in terms of being able to promote um, breast milk uh, production is really to stay hydrated and to be eating enough, to be getting enough calories, and also to um, really just be eating a healthy diet. That can then also include, um, there are a range of lactation teas out there, which oftentimes include fennel and blessed thistle. Um, There's also eating uh, a lot of alfalfa has been seen to increase milk production. So there are different strategies out there from a diet perspective that can really help. And this is an area that, industry players could really have a role in, in terms of providing those teas or kind of cookies and different things that uh, could stimulate breast milk production. As with any food, um, it's key that the ingredients are natural and as healthy as possible and uh, as accessible as possible for, for women.
we also know that not everyone can afford or has access to being able to eat a completely organic diet. So even just little steps in terms of increasing vegetables, eating a lot of fruit because there you're getting a lot of nutrients as well as hydration, um, eating lean proteins, all of that can really contribute to both the quantity and the quality of the breast milk that, is, um, that a woman is producing for, for the baby. So really being able to have these messages that it isn't an all or nothing game that even if it means just increasing, changing out maybe some sugary cereal in the morning and moving into a place where you're having some fruits and maybe some yogurt, that can make a really big difference, both for the overall health for the mom, but also in terms of the quality of the breast milk. Seafood also offers many benefits to pregnant and lactating women and their children. A message that Bonham notes FDA recently tried to clarify through revised consumption guidance but which hasn't quite filtered all the way down to the consumer level. The FDA did a what they called a net analysis, meaning they looked at hundreds of studies at the consumption of fish and seafood to see what it, if it was safe, at what levels it's safe. And what they really found is that for pregnant as well as lactating women, that seafood is not just safe, but an important uh, piece of the diet. Uh, There are so many different nutrients in seafood, and from the protein to the omega-3s, that it really can be a beneficial piece of uh, part of the diet when thinking about the development of babies, particularly their brain and eye development. And that is really critical at that really young age. So, The idea is that with the new FDA guidelines that there should be, women should be eating two to three servings of fish each week. And that is completely safe and also very beneficial to both the mom and the baby. Um, There are a lot of health concerns, um, but that the data really does show, and this is data that's been gathered for over a decade, that Fish and seafood is a really important and critical part of the diet in terms of being able to make sure that women are getting the calories and the nutrients that they need both prenatally and during that pregnancy period, as well as what they need for um, lactating and being able to produce really high-quality milk for, um, for their babies. Another way that Bonham says food and beverage manufacturers can help lactating mothers improve their diet as well as the quality and quantity of their breast milk, is by offering more convenient, healthy products that are specifically formulated to meet their needs. Having things that you can eat with one hand or that are very easy to pick up is really key. When we look at the barriers to healthy eating, whether that's efficient seafood or just really across the board, People really just want to grab and go, whatever that is, something that's easy, or if they're going to the grocery store, picking something up that's very easy that you can make in one pot, if you even need a pot, um, or something that you can just grab out of the refrigerator and make. And that is really what is key. That is particularly the case when we're talking about uh, women who are breastfeeding because their lives have completely changed. Their schedules have completely changed, uh, kind of almost seemingly overnight. 
And so really thinking about that and what the consumer really needs and anything to bring down any barriers to them. So those packets or pouches that are really easy to open, being able to include, if we're talking about fish and seafood, recipes. So sometimes people don't really know how to prepare fish or what to do with that pouch of tuna. Uh, it's very easy just to go and have a recipe and say, oh, I just need to put this on a piece of bread or I can eat it as is. And really we've seen that when people are given recipes or meal ideas or snack ideas, then it's something that's in their minds that they can then, again, like I said, grab and go or just pull together very quickly and it's easy to then fit into their into their day. And that's particularly the case when you are now a new mom and either are going back to work or even at home with a baby that has a constantly changing schedule. Those are the things that could be really helpful. Booby bars are a good example of a product that is easy for moms to eat while holding their baby or trying to check off many of their other obligations that they're juggling. And as Colson explains, the bars which hit the market in 2015 and have seen reorder rates of more than 90%, are specifically formulated to help boost lactation, improve the quality of mother's milk, and support their dietary needs. So everything was chosen for a reason. Nothing was by accident. So it's an oat-based bar because oatmeal has been used for centuries um, because of the high zinc content, the high fiber content, um, it has been used as a galactagod, which is um, a food or uh, medication that is known to increase milk supply. So that's actually a scientific definition. I didn't make that up. And so there's a whole list of these items that actually are, are known. So it's an oat-based bar. And then we use coconut oil as the glue. And co coconut oil is high in lauric acid. And lauric acid is also found in breast milk. And lauric acid is, in easiest terms, is an antimicrobial. So it's very beneficial. And there are studies out there that show that the more um, coconut oil a, mo a mother ingests, the more that actually is in, present in her milk. So we made sh I made sure that that was um, the glue. And then we have um, what I call booby blend, which is my blend of herbs. And that is um, Moringa being the first one, Shatavari being one, turmeric being one, a blend of spices, and then fenugreek, which is the most common galactagod um, herbal substance in, uh, in America being used. So that is the blend. And um, they're really convenient. You know, they're vegan um, because a lot of moms find that their little one that they're nursing, they discover that they have allergies or intolerances. And so they come off of dairy. So, of course, being vegan, it's dairy-free. But then the, another thing they take themselves off is eggs. And so it is a completely vegan bar. Um, and, that, and then it's also a certified kosher bar, which we have a big audience that, um, that's very important to. So we've tried to check as many boxes. We have one flavor that's gluten-free. Uh, the goal is all the flavors will become gluten-free because we're seeing a trend in mo more moms um, go wanting to just become um, and, and get the wheat out of their diets. So we'll, we'll be changing and doing that too in the future. Colson says that her bar format also gives the brand a competitive edge over many supplements and teas that already are on the market and support lactation. 
for today's mom, you can imagine you're busy, you have a smartphone now, you really don't stay home. You have the ability to do everything you need to do um, having your phone with you, and you and your little one are now off um, every single day. So boiling tea really isn't an alternative to today, today's mom. Um, if she was sitting home, sure, she has her little pot there, but she's going to have to drink multiple cups, and that's what I was trying to avoid because what I found with my patients was that they said that they'd always forget, you know, because they're drinking water and they're drinking other things through the day. In order to fit this extra tea in, it was just more steps. Um, so that's um, tea, um, you know, and that's why it's not the best alternative to today's busy mom. Aside from teas and supplements, Colson says that the competitive market for lactation-boosting products is wide open. Up until this January, which is 2018, there was no lactation bar and on the market. Um, you know, we have, of course, your mommy bakers, I call them, that are just selling themselves on social media, but there was nothing side-by-side -side with me in the stores. So um, this January, that changed because it didn't take long for larger corporations to see that I was onto something. And um, we do have two competitors in the lactation bar market now. Um, one of them left all the herbs out of it. So really, it's a kind bar marketed towards lactating women. Um, so I don't feel like um, they're a true com competitor, only that we share the same shelf space. Um, I think a mom who's looking for a snack and she's being marketed to as a nursing mom, then that, that mom may be confused. But the mom who's truly looking to have um, a crossover between a food item and a tea or pill is uh, going to choose Booby Bar. Um, and then there's another one that replaces tea, and um, that bar hit the market in January also. So it's still very you know, open in terms of the market. Um, you know, I, I predict more competition you know, because people are constantly thinking a uh, new niche. And, um, but other than that, the only other thing that was in the space was a lactation cookie. And cookies aren't recommended by medical professionals, and they don't have anything um, other than, you know, oatmeal. And you could just certainly make oatmeal cookies. And, um, but they're not, they don't have that crossover between a food nutritional facts label and a supplement facts label. Colson notes there are significant white space for products designed for new mothers to help ensure their diet overall is well-balanced and contain the nutrients they need to recover, support their child, and continue their lives. With this in mind, Colson said her company earlier this year launched a protein powder for mothers called Booby Body. We introduced our second product um, this spring, late spring, and it's called Booby Body. And it's really taking care of mom's nutrition as a whole. So Booby Body is a complete superfood shake. And why that's so important is because, we, again, we have a, a, a mom who is now on the go. So a lot of times she is skipping meals. And so um, Booby Body is a complete protein. It's a vegan protein. It's plant-based, which is great because as a, uh, as a mom, I don't really want hormones running through my body from from another mammal. Um, and it has the blend of herbs, 
we took out fenugreek because it's not really just for lactating moms. It's for all moms, no matter what the age. Um, it can be used, of course, by any women. It has seven galactagods in it, but you can imagine chia, flax, pea protein, cinnamon, uh, moringa, all those things are what you could have too as a, you know, maybe perhaps non-mom. Um, so we try to say women's health product, but um, most of our moms are using it um, because, of course, they're coming to our website. So they are doing some sort of breastfeeding. So the brand is taking off and going in a direction of creating healthy products for moms on the go that have a health foundation. So that's why there's pre and probiotics in Booby Body because 80% of all moms, they don't even realize that they're getting antibiotics in the, in the delivery room. And so we're sending moms into motherhood and their gut has already been impaired. So we need to be repairing the gut. Um, and that's why breast milk is so important. So it would be um, not beneficial to only promote breastfeeding and breast milk in a baby and help their gut when we are in the background having moms enter motherhood and actually uh, decreasing their gut health by the way we deliver. And then vitamin D. Vitamin D, we, it came out years ago that a baby needs to be supplemented if breastfeeding with vitamin D. Well, the research shows that really if a mom is sufficient in vitamin D, it's, it's better to supplement the mom and make sure the mom has a good vitamin D level and then you don't have to supplement the baby with vitamin D. But the problem is 90% of all of, everybody in the U.S. has a deficient vitamin D level, which is your bone health, your immunity. And moms can't take sick days. So between the probiotics, the prebiotics, and the vitamin D, which I put into Booby Body, it is to help send people into motherhood um, so that they have a better chance of having good energy and um, feeling good and not having sick days because we just can't take sick, sick days as moms. Bonham recommends manufacturers interested in entering the space and consumers struggling with these issues find more information online. So healthychildren.org is a consumer-facing site that is for parents that's um, pulled together by pediatricians, and there are a range of different really interesting and informative topics there. I think even for industry uh, players, this can be a really good way to see what are all the different things that families are grappling with and to think about then how does your product really fit into that space. Um, expectinghealth.org is another consumer-facing site that has a range of different information, especially around uh, nutrition. Uh, both for moms and for babies. And there is also um, a range of different, actually very credible um, discussions on Baby Center, which uh, if you go to certain sections that are written by dietitians as well as nurses, the information there is uh, very credible and can be really helpful for new families. And again, I think it's important for industry players to see the types of information that's out there and that families are seeing and really thinking about how their products fits into that. 
Industry players can also learn more about the importance of breastfeeding and the market opportunities surrounding it at Food Navigator USA's upcoming summit on food for kids this fall in Chicago. Visit us online at www.foodnavigatorusasummit.com for more information and to register. And with that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again in the future for new installments. And to make sure you remember, I recommend that you subscribe to us on iTunes. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week.